month is a month that is going to cover all of us. And it doesn't matter if we are talking about children. It doesn't matter if you don't have children yet. You will have them. If we are talking about marriage, it doesn't matter if you are not married. You will marry. If you are divorced and you are desiring to marry again, it will happen. If you are married and we are talking about singles, it will be very good for you because some of us, we need to bring some of the way we were courting and dating back into our marriage. So it will help us. Amen. So tell somebody by you, the whole month is for you. Yes. A month of unconditional love, generosity, and enduring commitment. You know, he said it's an Old Testament word for love. It is, it is actually when you go and research or you realize that there is not enough words that can describe its meaning. Do you get it? It's like agape love. We try our best and then we put a few things together, but it goes beyond. One Bible commentator said that if you want to get a better concept of it, go and read everything about love in the book of Psalms. Loving kindness, you know, all the different, to help you come even close to getting it. Amen. Isaiah 54, 10, the Bible says, for the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then, my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Amen. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I ever, ever done. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love. Jesus in his arms with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done in his arms in his arms I feel Protected in his arms, never disconnected. In his arms, I feel protected. It's the best place I'd rather, rather be. In his arms, I feel 
protected in his arms never disconnected in his arms I feel protected there's no place I'd rather rather be I pray that as the month goes on, we're going to fall in love with Jesus, our love, and we're going to experience the love of God in a whole new way. Because this is the fundamental love that is needed on which all dating, courting, marriage, all parental, every other love will rest on. And sometimes we get it back to front. Some of us, we go and fall in love with a girl or a guy, and they bring us to church, and then we come and find God. And then we begin to see love through the relationship we had that brought us to church. Do you understand? That's why I say that this month, foundations must be adjusted. Some of us, even though we are married, the foundation of our marriage is not good. I don't know who I was, I was sharing with a group of people that I had a hairdresser who married her twin sisters. Uh, uh, You know, the twin sister was engaged, and then my hairdresser married her twin sister's fiancé. And her marriage was equally as it should be. The young man would, it wasn't a young man, it was an old man. The old man would come into the salon, and he'll be looking out for the young girls as she's doing somebody's hair. And he was a pilot, and he would intentionally, I'm sure that he didn't fly any plane, but he would wear the uniform and come to the asylum so that. You know, girls, one of the things girls like is uniform. Army uniform, police uniform, the pilot uniform, soldier uniform, uniform, uniform. <laughs> They like uniform. You see? Men want less clothes. Women want more. Hey, this month is going to be an interesting month. Yeah. Elvis, do you have a lot of questions? Hey, there are questions we are taking some every Sunday because that's how we are going to do it. How many of us think it's a good idea? Yes, and time is so far spent. So I'm going to give you a few things about the cassette, and then we'll take one or two questions. But I'm going to take my time on it because Reverend taught us something last month about the fact that our foundations must be strong. And everything about our life must have a biblical standing and a biblical foundation. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yes, this kind of... You know, social media influencers who have opinions on all relationships. <laughs> do, 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 do you get it? Yes, and on all kinds of, you know. And some of us, they have become our mentors. And they have become our coaches. And they have be- some of them have even become our pastors. Uh, and they have become, do you understand? They, they, even if your parents give you instruction, you will go and check with them if it's in line with the plan. Do do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. This kind of love, Kesey, 
which in the New Testament will be also agape, it's number one, the no matter what kind of life, love. The no matter what kind of love. How many of us would like to be in a relationship with somebody that a person can say no matter what? Because a lot of us, our relationship, there's matter what. Yes, matter what if there's still money. Matter what if there's still strength. Matter what if there's, yeah. Some of us who are even in living in a very sexually heightened relationship, even though you are not married, the day you say no to sex, you don't get any phone call. I said, listen, I don't know why Reverend has asked me to come and talk because from today till the end of the month, forgive me, all my pastoral skills may go down, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Number two, a completely undeserved kindness and generosity. A completely, do you know that sometimes somebody is deserving of your kindness? Sometimes somebody is deserving of your generosity because maybe you can relate to the fact that, oh, they helped you some time ago. You know, they were there for you in a certain situation, you know. But this said kind of love, the, it is completely undeserving. It also intervenes on behalf of loved ones and come to their, comes to their rescue. You see, this is a kind of love that will make us not throw anybody out of the church. This is a kind of love that will let a parent not give up on any child. You know, I grew up in an environment where parents can cut their children off. Sometimes for even disrespecting them, they say, go to this school. You said, no, you go to that school. They say, I won't look after you again. Yeah. I had an uncle who was not very well educated, but any child who didn't want to go beyond high school, he doesn't look after. And you two don't have um, key stage. Yeah. Any child who will go to PhD and beyond, You'll be paying your fees so long as you are going, if you are going to school that he can tell his friends that my child is in university, my child is doing masters, my, he'll, he'll be paying. But if, as soon as you stop, he also stops. Yeah. You know? Sometimes he'll cut the mother of the child and then because he has cut the mother, automatically every child related to that mother is cut off. You know? And we are living in a dispensation that because of the level of exposure, a lot of people in our lives at some point fall into various calamities. Yeah. Listen, whether we like it or not, I feel like the church has hidden or is hiding away from the reality of the life that we have. Now we can have Christians who are virgins but sexually impure sexually immoral they have never okay i'll still keep it um i'll i'll keep it i've seen some faces that i'm in, i'm i'm shy of so i'll yeah yeah they may not have had intercourse but they are serial masturbators they are serial when it comes to pornography 
you are not pure. You are not holy. You are not righteous. You shouldn't be pompous that I'm still a virgin. That is why when we say we need to intervene, we need to intervene for every category of people in our lives. For some of us, it may be our children. A lot of parents are ignorant of the level of sexuality of their children. What their children understand about love, the parents have pretended as if they don't know or even don't want to know. And the children too know how to let the parents be happy well, so long as they can give them a godly pass. Daddy, I don't understand this scripture. Can you explain to me what the Bible says? And meanwhile, your child is becoming addicted to pornography. It is one of the sicknesses that is in and out of the church. Why is the room so quiet? We haven't done anything. Today is day one. Today I'm trying my best to be, you know, welcome to church. This is just welcome to church. <laughs> you see, we don't want, I don't want us to be Christians who are so vulnerable that the least thing the enemy can keep throwing us about. Because some of these things, we have covered it and suppressed it. Especially when you're a charismatic Christian, tongues will cover you. Yeah, you see, Orthodox churches, they have to pray in the understanding. They have to just, all they know is the word of God a bit, and everything has to be understood. With us, we can, you see, one of the things is that we are edifying the spirit when we speak in tongues. So the flesh that choose not to take part. And stay. That is why you can come for an all night and after go and fornicate. That is why you can come to church even today. Somebody is waiting for you. Some of us, even before we came to church, what we were watching was not good. I'm preaching to somebody. Yeah. And you see, we can have discussions. Sometimes I'm, I'm about to give up on even having discussions and explaining things. Because if we don't get the foundation right, and we say when you're looking for this, four ways to find the right person, how to prepare yourself for marriage. Meanwhile, the thing that we are going to build the marriage on is not good. Yeah. Look out for somebody that if you have a job, he should be respectful. He should be this. He must care for this. He must be godly. Even those things, what do they mean? He must be born again. Somebody can be born again, but does not love God. It's not pursuing God. It's not fearful of God. Has not got a reverential fear of God. Let me give you this five so at least we can answer five questions. We'll go home in ten minutes, I promise. Will you come next week? <laughs> Next week, the Holy Spirit will work on me. And hopefully, he would either take me far west. (laughs) 
But you can see how passionate I am about this. Because too many relationships don't survive. Too many homes struggle. The joy in the house is not real. We pretend as if we are in love. We are not. We are married, but we are frustrated. We are in a relationship, but we are frustrated. Your husband knows that he, he sees you, but before, be, be, behind you, he sees big mama on his phone. And, and you too, your breast is small. Big mama's breast is big. Number four, faithful. <laughs> Reverend Chris, tell them that I'm shy. I don't like that. <laughs> number four. Fa- number one? Number three. Number one is the no matter what kind of love. Number two, a completely undeserved kindness and generosity. Number three, intervenes on behalf of loved ones. And come to I want to come to your rescue. That's all. If God will give me a little grace, I want to come to your rescue. Number four, faithful, loyal, and reliable love. Even the concept of faithfulness has been warped. If he only cheats with one person, then he's faithful. Yesterday, I was, I was in a shop with my daughter, and we're looking for something. And there was, she needed two, and there was only one on the shelf. And then there was this lady who works there at Stan, and she said, oh, do you have any more of this? And she said, oh, I'll radio and whatever. So she went on her thing called, and then, this, and then she went to see the manager and came, and she was like, oh, he said there is none. But I don't believe him. This was the lady. And then she went to pull some drawer at the bottom there. And there was one. And she said, I told you, men, men. You see how men are. They, you can see that her pain was talking. I was like, please, just give us the soap. Let us go. <laughs> Forgive her, man. You know? But because I, I was meditating on this message, I said, I should have recorded what she was saying. Because this one is a full message on its own. Hey, yes, you can tell my boss is a man. He, he won't even bother. He says that they are always like that. Very unreliable. Very, it's like, he's, I said, I said, what has the man done to you? <laughs> yeah. We have lowered the standard for faithfulness. We have lowered the standard. Now, anybody who hasn't slept with more than 10 is regarded as a virgin. You're not doing badly. <laughs> Number five. It's the love that you can only see the beginning, but not the end. Just as you cannot see the end of an ocean. It is the love that you can only see the beginning and not. A lot of relationships, the people as they've come in, they know when they are going to check out. Some of you, people are in relationship with you. Those of you who are investing, the plan is the two years. The plan is the three years. When they finish uni, some of them is a semester. When I was in university, somebody went mad. This young lady who was not in the university, but she, you know the really cheapskates. This brother was a proper cheapskate because he knows that the girls in the university, they are too expensive. You have to go and buy Nando's and things. This one, when you balance her. 
In fact, she will actually cook. So this lady, for the, I can't remember what cause the guy did, but at least it would have been four years. She was cooking, coming, cooking, washing, this. Oh, four years. And then when the guy graduated, the guy told her that I'll be traveling and I'm going to take you with me. So this lady went to pack all her household belongings, put it on like a truck that you can push, you know, like when you go to Costco, you can get one of those. And then she pushed it all the way to the hostel, waited for the guy. Week one, month one, month two, year one, year two. So at a point, the school, uh, what do you call it, administrators had to come and take her to a mental institution because they realized. And when people were trying to talk to her, it's like, the guy is gone. He's not even in this city or this town. She was like, you people are lies. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. The guy knew the end of the relationship before it began. He knew that his last chicken and rice would be 4th of June, which was graduation day. But real love has no ending date. Yes. As a pastor, my love for you cannot end when you misbehave. Prince, say amen. It cannot end. The reason why, the reason why the devil will not get hold of any one of you is because I will not let him. Even if you shout at me, if you block me from your phone, if you hide when I knock on your door, if you change your number, if you change, I, nothing will let it happen. Yeah. If I call you and you don't pick up, if I threaten you and you don't mind me, if, you see, because that is what God has shown us. You look at your life and look at my life. How sometimes we can be so some way. And in spite of it, God still gives us grace. God still shows us mercy. God still blesses us. God still makes a way for us. How can your love for your fellow sister or brother, for your mother or your father, have an end date? Be able to expire? Sometimes, even in a relationship, even in a marriage, that goes really bad and there's abuse. You may have to separate, but the love cannot go. See, that is why when, because people can be sitting at the divorce place and like, I hate him, I hate him. That hate is not hate, it's pain talking. Your love cannot, that is why we are so, we are like read, easily moved. May our love go deeper. May our love go deeper. Some of us, there are people we haven't spoken to in months, in years. But there's a blessing in them for you. Let's finish this thing. Let me give you one more. Wraps up all the conventional attributes of God in action. Everything that we attribute to God. Saving. Delivering, blessing, rebuking, lifting, correcting, 
giving us a second and a third and a fourth chance. All the attributes of God in action. And that is why in this month, we have to go back and look at all the scriptures and see how God did it and how he showed us to do it. And then we are going to walk in it. You see, there are some very obvious examples like Ruth and Naomi. Yeah, up I went. But Ruth understood this. Another very good place to find this love in action is the book of Hosea. Yeah. God told Hosea, go and marry Goma. Goma means the unloved one. And he said, I want to show my people how the thing is going. And even though you look at the chapter one, it's like, I don't love you. I don't. It was all out of his pain, but he still wanted to restore the relationship. The real love will always want to restore the relationship. And even where the person has to go, you want them to also do well. I was listening to a man of God. <laughs> Ministers and pastors, don't give people broken hearts. Okay, it's not good. The pastor was dating somebody in the church for about three years. And one day he told the person, I don't like you anymore. Then the person was so broken hearted. Then he went to see his senior pastor. And the senior pastor said, you have done wrong. And he said, I know I've done wrong. What can I do to correct it? So this was about two, so about five years on. And he has married. And the senior pastor told him that, pray for this lady until she marries the person of her dreams and until you see her happy again. He said for 12 years he was praying. That was his punishment. <laughs> he was praying for the lady for 12 years. And when she was finally going to marry, she asked him to come and bless the wedding. And as he was blessing the wedding, he knew he had been delivered. And now he had the attributes of God. <laughs> Listen, there is something about love that makes or breaks us. There's something about love that makes or breaks us. I don't know. Let's read one verse and then, please, you can prepare two of the questions so that we can go home. You know, one of our fundamental scriptures, love is patient. These are script foundational passages about love towards God and man and God's love for us. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. Do you know that I was reading, I believe in the book of Leviticus, that jealousy can incur a case. Sister, say amen. Some of us, the reason why we need to come off social media slightly is that is developing an anointing for jealousy in you and envy. I said this month, everybody's inside. Yes, everybody. Yes. Because the reason why you two want to look that way is because when you look at the person on the Instagram, whatever, you feel that you are nicer. So now you two go and buy extra eyelashes. You realize that the eyelashes you have been using, it's not long. It's not like a, it's not going way up. It seems to be stopping halfway. But you two, when you let it go up, now you look like an owl, owl. Somebody else will put the thing and they look sharp. You two, you put it and then you look like me. Don't. 
some of us, the, our main demon is in our pocket, cell phone. What is making us frustrated right now in relationship? Even when you have a good relationship, social media can let you destroy it. Because now the people, they'll go and sit somewhere and then they'll take a picture of the food. They don't show faces. They don't show anything. You don't even know. Maybe they went for the meal alone. <laughs> They're sitting. They asked the waiter to come and put their hand on the other side of the plate and then they took their picture. Not boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. Yeah. One sign of the fact that the relationship was last is when the person becomes irritated with you after having sex with you. And it keeps no record of being wronged. That's why I've let Prince go. You can play, play, play anything. It's just better have to let it go. <laughs> yeah. That is why you don't have people who stay around you for a long time because you don't let wrong go. Yeah. Pastors and ministers and all of us who are in leadership positions, if you are a manager or a director at a workplace and you have a high turnover, it's because you don't let wrong go. Parents, you have to let wrong go. The plate was broken eight years ago. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they meet in a community. Do you remember when John broke the place? You are getting married. You bring your spouse, your, the person you are, we want to get married to, to your... Oh, you are going to marry John. John, be careful. He breaks place. <laughs> Keeps no record of being wronged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, preach, Clara, preach. Uh, uh, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. It will work. It will happen. We'll get through this. You will be healed. I'm here with you. This sickness does not take you. I'm here. You see, the, even the vows we make, we have to remember that, listen, our marriage vows, if we break them, it's a curse. And endures through every circumstance. But the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5.22, produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Haven't you seen all the characters of Kesed in Galatians 5? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. I'm using the NLT, so gentleness and self-control. 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 As soon as you get angry, you burst out. As soon as, when you're hungry, you have to eat. When you're annoyed, you have to slap. When you're, self-control. Somebody steps on your toe, you have to insult. You are being controlled by self. 
not by love. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. May the spirit of jealousy be driven out from amongst us. Even in our home, some of us are jealous of our younger sister, our older sister. Maybe they have got a profession or they... Let jealousy be driven out in the church. Let jealousy be driven. When somebody is getting married, be blessed. When somebody buys a house, be excited. When somebody gets a breakthrough, be excited. Let jealousy be driven. Do you understand? Concentrate on your wife, not somebody else's wife. Her breast may be big, but your wife's bum is big. Everybody has their portion. Take yours like that and be content with it. Okay, so the first question says... If one is known by their foods, how do you differentiate their foods from their gifts? Okay, so that is it is by the word. A gift you don't work for. A gift you don't do anything to get. That's why it's called a gift. It's a present. It's presented to you. A fruit is something you develop. Do you understand? A fruit is what becomes part of you. That becomes your character. And that's why when you look at Galatians 5, it's a fruit, not fruits. So the person must have love, kindness, peace, all. Not have love. You know, love is like taking one seed from the orange. Inside it is everything. It's all nine are inside the fruit. And we all don't have all of it. Somebody may be just kind naturally. Do you understand? But not a peacemaker. <laughs> Do you understand? Somebody may just be generous but no self-control. Yeah, somebody brings joy everywhere they go, but very immoral. Do, do you get what I'm saying? So when, when it comes to the fruit, you have to work on it. You have to develop it. It takes time, and it's a continual project. All of us, we are still building on the fruit. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so the fruit, as for the gift, don't be proud of it. Do you understand? Because you didn't do anything to any. God blessed you with it. Do you understand? That's why you can have an evangelist who's a serial fornicator. You can have a prophet who beats his wife. You can, do you get it? Because they have a gift. The gifts of God, they are without repentance. He gives it to you, he gives it to you. Do you understand? But gifts cannot keep you in your rise. It's your fruit that will keep you in your rise. Okay, so the next question says, um, isn't it awkward to try and date someone in church? What if someone gets rejected? Ah, then you can't go anywhere. So if you go and date somebody in school and they reject you, you won't go to school. If you go and date somebody at your workplace and they reject you, you won't go to work. I mean, <laughs> everywhere you go, there's a potential for rejection. What you have to do is that now you have to learn how to approach better. You see, bad boys know they can sense rejection before they go. So when they can sense rejection, don't go. Christian sis brothers and sisters, they don't know. They always go there, there, there. <laughs> Yes, but bad boy, he can sense. You test the water test. Mm, no. ah. He's not even going to say it. 
That's why a lot of bad boys, by the time they will say they like you, you have already fallen long ago. In fact, you have been waiting for them to say, you see, bad boys, we know you, we know you, we know you. Yeah. Why this kind of Christian brother? Do you have a beloved? No, I don't. Oh. Would you like a beloved? And just like success, failure is part of your success journey. The no, no, no will teach you what not to do. Will teach you what not to say. The way you are saying the thing is not good. The time you are saying it is not good. When I came to church with you, I heard Reverend Gloria preaching. You come in the evening and you say the message. The message what? Me too, I was there. If you don't have anything else to say, please don't call me. Don't come and call me and now you want to go to First uh, Corinthians 13. You know, the way it starts with love. I have the message on YouTube. I have the message on podcast. I can listen to it again. If you called me to come and talk about foundations of love, put the phone up, put the phone up, put the phone up. You see why you're failing. Now you know what not to do. <laughs> yes. But the bad brother is going to call and say, have you had some rest? Are you ready for work tomorrow? You know, I hope you will have it. They say, yeah. Yes, and then um, during the week, will you be available? We can just pop into Nando's and have. Anyway, it's not, it's up to you if you have the, the yeah. Then the other Christian brother, marriage material, he will call and say that our week is going to bless, be blessed. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Yes, yes, yes. When you send a text, it's like, oh, it's almost 12 o'clock. Remember, there's midday prayers. Join and pray. Yes, yes, I was reading the book of um, uh, Esther. Esther, and I saw. Yes. When you want to go into a certain kind of relationship, the Bible says, give to Caesar what is Caesar. Give to God what is God. Why are you bringing God's things to Caesar? <laughs> oh, dear. How many of us will be there for singled out? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next question says, what should I do? I want to get married or start dating this year, but I've been really enjoying being single. Is this a brother or a sister? We don't know. We don't know. So if it's a brother... You have been enjoying being single. That is a blessing. Because one of the things we're going to learn is that this kind of 50-50, you know, I'm looking for my other half, my better half. My, are you a half human being? The fact that you have enjoying your singleness means that you are completely whole, ready for another whole person. So that one whole plus one whole is equal to one whole. This half and half must stop. That is 50-50. That, you see, when you do things 50-50, the marriage will be 50-50. Oh, oh. So once you have enjoyed your singleness, you have found yourself, it has been enjoying, you have, then that is even the more reason why now you are ready for marriage. The only thing that will stop you is the selfishness. Because now you have to allow somebody into your space, which means you still have a few things to learn. Do, 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 do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Reverend always tells us that selfish people can't marry. 
They don't make for good spouses. But it is very important to enjoy your singleness. This I'm waiting for marriage, I'm waiting for marriage. It's from the pit of hell. Because you wait for marriage, go into marriage, and your loneliness will be of a whole new degree. Now you see human being, human being, no talk. You see human being, human being, no touch. Because some of you, the level of touching you're doing now, when you marry, you retire. You'll be tired of touching. So please, whoever it is, now that you're home and enjoying your single life, that's the time to go in. Okay, so next question says, practical strategies to evaluate if the person I'm considering is right for me. Oh, we'll be looking at a lot of that tomorrow, uh, next, next Sunday. We'll be looking about practical things. But I have a, can I give you a preview? Please, next week, before we, we evaluate the practical things that you should look out for, we are first going to look at the practical things that you should find in yourself. Because you will attract who you are, not what you want. It's not what you want that's going to come to you. It's who you are that's going to come to you. So we'll evaluate you and then when you finish evaluating you we'll use that evaluation to evaluate <laughs> you get it hey evaluation it says how 2x plus x squared <coughs> plus 3 isn't it that's a quadratic equation yeah. something like 2x squared plus yeah that's how we are going to evaluate <laughs> keep going um, how should a Christian view long distance relationships? How should a Christian view? I think that when it comes to a yeah, long distance relationship, it's dependent on maturity. If you are not matured enough, it won't work. Do you understand? And in fact, a lot of the time, it depends on how the relationship started. If the whole relationship started with feeling, feeling, touching, touching, when the person is away, feeling, feeling, touching, touching, no day, somebody will go and find somebody to feel it, feel it, touch it, touch it. Do you understand? But if you are not married and you have tried to um, bring your relationship up in a godly way, whether they are here or there, the phone call is the same. Whether they are far or near, the conversation, in fact, sometimes even the conversation can be sweeter, longer, and then the expectation that hopefully by the time they come, we'll be getting married, whatever. And if you're already married, a lot of the time, if your husband or wife have to travel, it will let you appreciate the person you have. Nobody to quarrel with. Nobody to there. Nobody to say, okay, say nobody. Then you value that the annoyance is a blessing. The irritation, where they left their cup, where they left their plate, where they left their spoon, where they left their toothbrush, their toothpaste, they pressed it in the middle. This. Now you go, the toothpaste is exactly where you left it. So there's, let us not make so much. A lot of the time, it's our immaturity that lets long distance relationship. And, and because the relationship may be based too much on lust and flesh, and then it struggles. Other than that, you should be able, because periodically you'll be apart. Do you understand? For various reasons. Yeah, sometimes maybe your wife is pregnant. It's not long distance, but the stomach has become long distance. And I, What advice do you have for young couples to sustain romance and nurture their emotional connection? Yeah, I think you should keep learning each other to sustain. 
So maybe at the beginning of the marriage, they were happy, let's go watch movie or whatever. And that really brought excitement. As you're growing, you have bills, you have children, things change. So you have to learn each other to see where the trigger points can be found. So that it's a, and I think that a lot of us, and some of us have had to learn it, you realize that you stop learning. You stop finding out where they are because we are all maturing. So what brings excitement at a certain level of the marriage doesn't bring it anymore. So you've got to find where they are. At a certain stage, the flowers work. At a certain stage, the flower is annoying. <laughs> flower is really, really annoying. You didn't pay the fees. You have brought roses. You and the roses are going somewhere you don't want to go. Do you understand? So I think that the more you... And I, I, I heard a man of God... An old man of God, they are wise, you know. And he was saying that sometimes life becomes so hectic that sometimes even for romance to be sustained, it has to become clinical. Every Monday evening, we go to. Every Tuesday, whatever day it is, we do. And it helps that this one is ours. And what do we do? It's not about the money. It's about the time. Do you understand? Because listen, the more you tell your spouse, I love you, I love you, I love you, it's a confession and it's a ministration. But some of us now, even though I love you, we are checking our phone. You know, I love you. I've always loved you. I used to love you when you were younger. All this, I love you. Yeah, and you are still on my heart. Meanwhile, you are watching a woman's bum. You are so on my heart. Always on my heart. My love for you never grows cold. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Some of us, our romance is dying because of our phones. Because of social media, our, phone, our romance is dying because you are trying to apply something on a phone to a real person. Who doesn't like that? Do you get what I'm saying? My husband used to say that to me, I like it if I'm cooking and he's there. That's what he says. So if I like it when you are there, when I'm cooking, and you are maybe somebody else's relationship, they like it when you don't come around the kitchen, but you sit at the table and they come and serve you. Do you get it? So work your own with fear and trembling so that it will work for you. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to work on it. You have to be conscious of it. And you have to be present in the marriage. And there are questions that you should ask. There are a lot of questions we ask when we are dating. We don't ask when we are married. How are you? How was your day? Are you okay? I've missed you. We don't say it again. Every time, issue. Are the bills paid? Did the children go to school? Why is there this thing? And even it gets worse as the children get older. Have you seen that your son? He's a bad boy. Whose son? Whose sperm and whose ovaries? Whose eggs? Talk to your son. Talk to your son. When should I inform the church about my dating situation, especially if I want to keep certain individuals unaware till the engagement? Ah, the person has answered the question. You, you want to keep certain individuals unaware of your, till the snake bites you. Then when the snake bites you, you want everybody. Listen, the Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And it says by good counsel, wage war. If you want the relationship to be healthy and to go well, you need accountability. You need guidance. Do you understand? You need help even setting boundaries. Because at the stage of this, it means that all the butterflies are playing. Your brain is not thinking. Let somebody think for you. Let somebody hold your hand. Let somebody help you not go and stumble. Yeah. What do you mean by you want to make some people unawares? Is it, if it's a brother, is it because there's another girl that should this one not work, you can balance off quickly. So if you take it, then this one you have to. No. As a Christian, 
in this house, when we are preaching in month, in, in the month of February, it's in the context of godly relationship. So in the context of godly relationship, your relationship must honor God, must please God. And that is why we have even pre-relationship counseling. Yeah, some of you realize that when you thought of somebody and you came to have discussion, we untaught you. We told you delete, scroll, delete, control, alt, delete, recycle bin, empty. Yeah, because the way relationships are, the heart is part of it. The deeper you go, the more difficult it is. Sometimes the person gets lost in your heart. And that's why when we say, listen, let it go. You say, I can't. Take it out. I can't find it. Yeah. So whilst you're about to swallow it, come and ask. We say, hey, no, it's not. It's poison. Throw it away. It will help you. God will bless you. Last question. We'll continue. No, see where we are at, Elvis, and we'll continue next week. Um, how can I overcome rejection? How can you overcome rejection? That's a deep and a big one. And I think the first thing about rejection is that it breaks your self-esteem. And to help you overcome rejection, you have to start from the place of rebuilding your self-esteem. And also taking ownership of what brought about the rejection. Do you understand? When you take ownership and say, I allowed this fool into my life. I, I, do you understand? I, 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 I gave him room. Because otherwise, he will always hold the power over you. And you can't overcome it. But once you acknowledge and accept that this one, I went in with my non-brain and I went in with something else. Do you get it? And rejection is a real thing because if you don't deal with it, it's going to fight you in your next relationship. Everything that brought about the rejection, you become nervous about it. And you can easily ruin a good relationship when it comes. So when it comes to rejection, the first thing you need to do is rebuild your confidence. Rebuild your approach. Do you understand? And a lot of the time, you will need a certain level of counseling. Because sometimes rejection can lead into all kinds of mental illnesses and mental situations. And if actually, now you become obnoxious and people don't want to come near you. But actually, it's your rejection that is projecting itself in that way. Let's rise up onto our feet.